Welcome to the Writing on My Mind podcast. This is where we discuss all things related to the doctoral journey. On this show, I share personal stories and bring some friends along for revealing conversations about their journey and provide inspiration for others to level up as doc students. I'm your host, Dr. Emanuela Stanislaus. I'm a doctorate coach and diversity consultant. I finished my doctorate in four years while working full-time, traveling the world, and balancing a busy social life. And now I'm on a mission to create community for other women of color to complete their doctoral degrees. This is Real Talk to help you along your doctoral journey. Now let's get to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Writing on My Mind podcast. It's season three, and I am so excited to be back with some new episodes after a much-needed break to rest, regroup, and just focus on some other projects that I have on my plate. So how have you been? Hope everyone is doing well. I'm feeling great, and... Y'all, I think that season three will be an amazing one. Uh, Don't take my word for it. Of course, keep listening and you be the judge. Uh, If you're new here, I'm Dr. Emanuela, and I'm the host of the show, which I started to help women of color successfully navigate their doctoral journey. I, along with many that I know, struggled along the doctoral journey with isolation, and trying to balance all of the things. So I created the space to help foster a community and share some of the advice and support that I provide my clients through my doctoral coaching services. I'm so glad that you are here, especially if you're new, especially if you're an avid listener to the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, and definitely continue to share this podcast with a friend. Or more. (laughs) I wanted to share a little bit of what's in store for this season. First, I want to thank everyone who shared their feedback and completed the listener survey that I put out at the end of season two. All of your feedback has influenced the changes um, that we will be incorporating this season. Um, So first of all, we will continue to have great conversations with women of color doctors, as well as women who are pursuing their doctoral degrees. I believe that we get free through sharing our stories and hearing the stories of others. Through these stories, we demystify the process and challenge white supremacist ideas that make us believe and feel as if we are alone in feeling what we're feeling, or that our experiences are anomalies. So for season three, we will actually have more guest episodes than we've had in previous seasons. We're mixing it up where the guests this season, in addition to hearing the stories of women of color doctoral students, as well as women of color doctors, you will also hear from some folks who are experts. And these experts may or may not have their doctoral degree, and they may or may not be women of color. And so wanted to share that we will be exploring uh, some topics and subjects related to the general doctoral journey, such as burnout or loan repayment and things of that nature. So stay tuned for that. 
In addition to the guests episodes, I'll also continue to host solo episodes, but just not at the frequency that I've done in the past. In the past, it's been like equal solo episodes to guest episodes, but we'll increase the number of guest episodes uh, moving forward. I'm also going to try to have a theme for my solo episodes this season, which I think might be a little fun. Uh, Let's see how consistent I stay with that. (laughs) On top of that, I'll continue with the What's Up With Me uh, segment during the solo episode so you can get a peek into What's Up With Me, (laughs) which is the point of that whole segment. Additionally, I'd like to share that we are moving the podcast to bi-weekly episodes. So you'll have a new episode drop every other week, which I am very excited about. I think that this frequency will really help me to be more consistent with uh, sharing new episodes given my busy schedule. And we're also going to keep the Wednesday show release date for new episodes. So that is rounding out all of the things that are going to be the same, as well as things that will be slightly different moving forward. So welcome again to season three. Can't believe that we're here and excited uh, to keep this going. So let's jump into the general topic of today's episode. As I shared earlier, I will have one theme throughout the season for the solo episode specifically. And so the theme that I'm thinking so far for uh, season three uh, solo episodes will be around career development slash job search specifically for doctoral students. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Today, I'm going to kind of dive a little into that. And it might be a little controversial, but you know what? I'm prepared for that. So the hill that I want to plank my stake in is that university career centers will not get you to the career goal that you have for yourself. And I say this as someone who has worked in university career services operations for over 15 years. This is one of the reasons why I started my consulting business in the first place. It was to serve doctoral students and specifically women of color, as well as first-generation undergraduate students who may not feel like they have a career center that has diverse staff uh, that can help them feel welcomed, heard, or seen right? University career centers are really focused on undergraduate students. That is my belief. They're not truly structured with resources or knowledge that are focused on graduate students or even doctoral student career development. Very few career services operations have expertise in helping graduate students. Because of this, graduate students may turn to their faculty members to assist them in their job search process. And many times they're often left disappointed for a number of reasons. First is the faculty member or members that graduate students approach may not have any type of career development training. Additionally, they may not have the same career trajectory as you and may also have some biases tied to the interests that you have or maybe biases that are tied to your identity as a woman of color. 
Personally, I've experienced that where a faculty member shut me down when I shared the career path that I was interested in. And I personally know others who've experienced the same thing. So where does that leave you? You are in a space where you're seeking guidance, where you're trying to figure things out and perhaps are open to multiple pathways, yet you feel that the Career Center isn't necessarily providing you with the resources that you need, but then you also feel that the faculty members in your program aren't really meeting your needs, or you feel as if you're being treated differently because of your interests. And that's what I really want to talk about today. And I want to share some of the advice that I provide anyone who is experiencing some of these kinds of things and really want the support to have a successful career on the other side of their degree. So here are some of the pieces of advice that I share with some folks. The first thing that I would share is to get a coach. The clients that I've had know the value of a coach. Much like an athletic coach, a career coach can help you get the results that you need. Specifically for me as a doctoral coach, I blend the skills that I've honed as a career coach and someone who has successfully gone through the doctoral process to help my clients identify their goals and help them to realize the best path to accomplish them. There are times when you might feel all alone or unsure of what to do during your doctorate journey, and a coach can help you feel like you have someone in your corner, right? A coach can also help you get to your goal quicker. For example, I have personally used a business coach and have found great value and benefits to doing so, to working with a coach. I remember meeting with a coach and she was able to get me clear on the goals that I had for my business, which meant that I was then able to set the perfect stage for strategizing my business goals and executing them. She made it so crystal clear And it was something that I had been wrestling with for years and not sure which direction to go. And I know that I have received similar feedback from some of my clients as well. So that's one piece of advice that I would share is to find a coach with experience assisting doctoral students and one that will take an intersectional approach to helping you realize your goals, whether it's academic or career-wise. So getting a coach would be my first advice. The second piece of advice is be an active participant in your career. So say you get a coach. The thing that you need to realize is that things won't happen unless you take steps towards it, right? So that would mean that you would need to set some goals and actually take the steps that are needed to have those goals materialize. So Knowing that you do not have the support that is needed for you as a doc student in your academic program, you will need to take your career into your own hands. You need to get very real about your goals and develop a career plan. And I define a career plan as a guide that will help you to get clear about the steps that you need to take to accomplish your overall goals. 
So here are some questions that you might want to ask yourself when you are thinking through developing a career plan. What do you like in your current program and or job? What are you good at? What seems to come natural to you that others seem to struggle with? What do people compliment you on in terms of your skills? What kind of organization interests you? Do you want to work for a startup or an established organization or something in between? What do you want out of your next role? Is flexibility important to you? So thinking about time off, uh, the ability to work remotely or hybrid and all things related to that. How do you want to feel in your role? What problems do you want to solve? All of these kinds of questions will kind of serve as a self-discovery journey process, right? Where you're trying to figure out all of these pieces. So as you develop the answers to these questions, you will be able to have some sort of guide that will help you to eliminate the types of opportunities that you are considering, as well as draw you to opportunities that align with some of the answers that you provided to these questions. And just so you know, I created a free career plan download that is linked in the show notes. um, If you need some inspiration to get your career plan going. So definitely check out the show notes to access that plan. The third piece of advice that I would share, and I feel like I have mentioned this on the show before, is to identify potential personal board of directors. And I personally don't believe in having one mentor that can help you throughout your career or life. I feel like you should have more folks that are a part of that process to help you along the way. So to understand this concept, if you haven't heard the other episodes where I've mentioned this, is to think of a corporation or an organization and how they have members of their board to guide the organization to reach its goals, right? So your personal board is the same thing. And you can change out members as you work your way through your career. And all of these folks serve different functions. By establishing a personal board of directors, you have different individuals who make up your board with various expertise and insights that you can call on at various points of your career. The idea is that you are not always calling on the same person all of the time when you need guidance or support. You might need advice for a situation that you're facing. Uh, You might need uh, some encouragement or support for a position that you're considering. So for various scenarios, you may have someone on your board that is involved in your industry. So you may call on that person. At the same time, you may have someone on your board who has nothing to do with your industry to provide some objective advice. So a piece of advice that I would share with this is that it's a good idea to have a mix of gender, race, ethnicity, and age to provide you with some diversity of ideas and thoughts and backgrounds. You will want to also include folks who you trust and who are honest with you, right? Because you want honest feedback. So To find folks to serve on your board, you'll have to roll up your sleeves and start researching. 
Do you know people who are in roles that you are interested in? Do you know people who know people who are in the roles that you're interested in? These could be potential folks that you might want to include. You can also include past supervisors. You might also include folks that you admire who are uh, more of a peer of yours versus someone who is in an aspirational type role. So start thinking about who those folks might be and what role you think they might play for you. So that would be my third piece of advice. My fourth piece of advice would be don't stress yourself out. I know that sounds like it contradicts some of the earlier advice that I shared, but you are only one person with a limited amount of time. Do what you can. Focus on the things that will give you the highest return on your time, which may just be exploring your interests so that you can get clear on what you want. So be sure to set priorities and goals for each month or quarter or year and review often to chart your progress and see what's working, what's not working. Um, and, you know, do a little every week uh, so that you feel like you're making progress towards your goal. That would be my last piece of advice to not stress yourself. So as a recap, my first piece of advice was to get a coach, get uh, a coach that has experience working with doctoral students and one that will not do harm to you and will be a partner to you as you work through what you want to pursue. The next piece is to be an active participant in your career. You know that folks have not played a supportive role in your process, we also know that university career centers are not necessarily built with grad students in mind. And so taking things into your own hands and working through what it is that you want to do, what experiences you want, what you bring to the table, taking stock of your skills, your abilities, your knowledge, and then having that to be able to move forward. The next uh, piece of advice, number three, was to identify potential personal board of directors who can serve in different uh, capacities for you, folks that you can talk to, uh, learn from their career journey, uh, be introduced to other folks who can potentially get you closer to the goal that you would like to accomplish. And then the fourth one is to not stress yourself out and to have realistic expectations and goals that you will take on to move your career forward. So hopefully you find all of that advice beneficial to you. As I shared, this is going to be the theme throughout the solo episodes for this season. So I will be building up on this and providing additional advice to help those of you who are navigating the career search, job search process, or probably not sure what, what you want to do. <laughs> so hopefully the advice that I share will get you that much closer and um, should you have any specific questions related to the job search process for doctoral students or grad students, definitely send me an email to 
writingonmymindpodcast at gmail.com and just send the questions that you have. And I will be sure to provide the best advice that I can on that or create an episode around that topic. Uh, So don't hesitate to do that. So now I am going to go ahead and transition to the what's up with me segment. The first question is, what have I been reading? And I've been reading a lot during this podcast break. And that's really been exciting for me because I did go through a period where I just was not uh, excited about reading, just a lot going on. And so some of my favorites uh, over the podcast break have been um, Hood Feminism by Mickey Kendall. Uh, the proposal by Jasmine Gilleroy, or Jasmine Guillory, I believe. Atomic Habits by James Clear, and What Happened to You by Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey. I know that's like all over the place, but those <laughs> I loved all of those books. Those were like all of my favorites for different reasons, and I would recommend all of those books. Like. Yeah, (laughs) so good. Okay, next uh, piece is what I'm telling myself. Uh, So I just finished participating in the dissertation study um, about the experiences of Black women pursuing senior leadership roles. And it really had me thinking a lot about my personal journey, my um, personal career journey, uh, where I am today and what I desire for my future. And I'm realizing that what I want for myself has changed and that it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. These past two years navigating life during the global pandemic has changed my perspective on what's important and what makes me happy. So I'm telling myself that it's okay to change my mind. It's okay to reevaluate things. It doesn't matter what other people think, and it's not selfish to do what works best for you. So that is what I'm telling myself. Something that made me smile. Uh, So uh, many things made me smile uh, recently. Uh, I actually just came back from a trip to Mexico to celebrate my mother's 70th birthday. And um, my whole family got a chance to participate and be a part of this trip. And so it was just really cool being able to take her on this trip and just celebrate um, her for a little bit and just seeing how happy she was. She really, truly enjoyed the trip. And so uh, that made me smile. But then also, Katanji Brown Jackson's nomination to the Supreme Court is something that is also making me smile. I know she's like on the doorstep of history. Her nomination in itself is historical, and I am just looking forward to her being confirmed and actually becoming uh, a part of the Supreme Court court. Um, It's been kind of upsetting to see how she's been treated in the hearings. And I personally haven't been able to watch it because I know all too well the hostilities that are hurled um, at Black women and women of color in general, and as well as the overwhelming expectations to be poised while 
all of these hostilities are taking place. And so I'm actually not watching it just for my peace and <laughs> to just save myself from uh, those uh, types of traumatic activities. But nonetheless, I'm super happy and excited for this historical event and just super excited to see this take place in my lifetime. We're not going to talk about how this should have happened years ago, but we are just excited for what is about to be. And so that is it for the What's Up With Me segment. That is it for this episode, actually. And, you know, just excited to be back for season three and excited for you all to hear these upcoming episodes, these guest episodes. I think y'all are going to enjoy them for sure. I truly did enjoy recording them. And so, yeah. I'm excited to be back and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Writing on My Mind podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, make sure you follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts, rate the show, and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. You can also donate to the show by clicking the support link in the show notes. Your donations help me to continue to put out new episodes to help support you and other women of color doctoral students. I'd also love it if you could spread the word to other women of color doctoral students to grow our community. Be sure to also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dr. Emanuela. That's D-R-E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L-A. See you on the next episode.